Um, hey guys, welcome to episode two of the podcast. Here with a special guest, Angelo Stewart. And thanks, Angelo, for coming on here on yeah, this, uh, sure. you know, this podcast. Yeah. We just we talk about college basketball, you know, relationship with your coaches, mental health, and yeah, it's a free space. So thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, Mac, you're my guy, and uh, you know, my former teammate, and you know, we talk all the time. So it's, it's I'm, I'm glad I can be here and, and, and help for sure. Exactly. So yeah, man. The first first thing I want to just ask you is uh, talk a little bit about what made you want to um, you know play basketball and then just get to the the level you have with it. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, I've always been passionate about basketball. You know, my my I, I looked after my my pops. And, you know, he really introduced me to the game. And, you know, I grew up in New York City where basketball is, like, you know, really prominent. And, you know, just being around a lot of people who are competitive and, and you know, we're constantly, you know, trying to get better and trying to get to that next level, you know, that's that's what, you know, really attracted me to the game and, and you know, allowed me to, you know, <clears throat> play with a bunch of different people and, and be around a, a bunch of different environments that, that, you know, allowed me to, you know, get better as a basketball player and, and improve a lot. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I've, I've always had been passionate about basketball. And, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely from, you know, my pops and, and, and where I grew up. So Exactly. Okay. So, next thing I got for you is how did your recruitment in high school go? I know, you know, you had a really good high school career. Was it a, a stressful situation in high school? With the recruiter, and I know for me, I was an unsigned senior, and like, I mean, it got to a point maybe it was a little stressful not knowing what I was going to do after high school. But yeah, just talk a little bit about that, you know, your situation with that. How that would go for you? Yeah, so for sure. I mean, <clears throat> I thought uh, my recruitment was very unique in high school. Um, uh-huh. know, I did have a, a a really good high school career. Um, you know, I was a thousand point score. Uh-huh. Um, I led. I, I led the. Uh, the NEPSAC, which is the the northeast, um, the northeast basketball, like you know, it includes like states like Connecticut, Rhode Island, um, Massachusetts. Like I led the entire league in scoring. Uh-huh. So at the time in high school, I was being recruited. At my junior year, I was being recruited by like you know I, the Ivy League schools up there. You know, like I was being recruited by Brown, um, UPenn. Um, and then, you know, for my senior year, I decided to play for a national team in, uh, in uh-huh. Atlanta. And, um, you know, then my recruitment sort of, you know, it dwindled a little bit. Um, so by the end of my senior year, you know, I didn't have any of the options that I thought I was going to have. You know, I, I wanted to play Division One basketball. You know, that's where I was being recruited at the most. At. And, you know, I've always been passionate, you know, about playing Division One basketball. Um, yeah. So I decided to to go the JUCO route, and and you know yeah. I at, at Mineral Area College, um, in uh, Park Hills, Missouri, and I mean the recruiting process is like you know even from high school to to even at the JUCO level, it was really stressful for me. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, especially you know just because you know I got recruited. You know, during a, a very unique time, like you know, during the pandemic, which was, yeah, exactly was definitely interesting. But I mean, it was a stressful process for me, and I know like a lot of my friends who play at that, at, at, you know, at this level. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's a different experience for everybody. But yeah. for me particularly, I was not a fan of the the recruiting process. I just wasn't like you know, I, mm-hmm. I was 
I wanted to find my spot, get locked in. Uh-huh. And, and and that was it. I wanted to leave the recruiting alone. But I mean, you know, it's something you have to go through at this level. And I mean, it's something, yeah. you know, it's like, a, you know, you have to do it. So it, it was it was it was annoying. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad I, I went through it. So. So do you feel like the pandemic, did it cause you to kind of like, I want to say, right, maybe in a way, like rush your decision as far as yeah. when you come into picking schools? Like, do you yeah. feel like yeah. you had to like the time that I got to speed up now? You know, you couldn't really even do in-person visits. Everything was probably through Zoom. So, yeah, yeah. just talk a little bit about that. So, like, I mean, I, you know, again, I had, a, you know, thankfully I had a really successful freshman year at my JUCO. Uh-huh. I was player of the year. So, like, I did have a bunch of schools that were, you know, offering and contacting me and, you know, wanting me to come on visits. But because of the pandemic, I couldn't go on in-person visits. So everything was virtual. Uh-huh. I was doing all my visits from my computer at home. So I never really got the opportunity to to like see the campus, feel the environment, you know, like shake a coach's hand for the first time. You know, I never had exactly. an opportunity. And I mean, that's the part of recruiting that like you actually enjoy. It's like going on visits and, and doing that kind of stuff in person. And, and that's the thing I, I didn't get to do uh-huh. during the pandemic. So it made it really difficult to make a decision. And because of, you know, the stress of, you know, COVID and at, you know, especially like during the beginning of the pandemic, just not knowing exactly, you know, where, you know, COVID, what, what, what it was and like where it was taking us, it was extremely stressful. I was thinking more about my family and just my friends rather than like, you know, where I was going to school at particularly. And it was just, it was just a lot, you know? So, I mean, yeah. I wanted to, you know, sort of get the decision. I just wanted to make a decision so I can be locked in. And, and, you know, not have to really stress about that. Cause there was a lot of other things during that time that was, you know, a little more important than, you know, like wh- where I was going to college. So, I mean, exactly. it, it was just, it was definitely stressful. And, and, and that definitely played a part in, you know, me making a decision, you know, the way I did. So, um, can you talk a little bit about like your relationship with the Seattle U coaches at first, you know, when they recruited you, um, when they get you to commit kind of, you know, right before, you got here and you can talk to me a little bit when you first initially got here at the beginning stage, just to talk about that relationship with them for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I got recruited actually, uh, Seattle, you actually, um, they jumped in late in my recruiting. Um, uh-huh. like, I remember I, I committed to them a week and a half after they, uh, first initiated any type of contact. So it was very quick. Uh Um, and I just remember, you know, the staff, I mean, again, everything was virtual, you know, so I, you know, I was talking to, you know, coach Priv and coach Kirby for the most part, I I never really got the opportunity to talk to coach Hayford until later in like later in the week. So Uh I was just talking to them. Um, and you know, I, from, from an academic standpoint, I I loved it. I mean, Seattle U is a, is an extremely prominent school. Yeah. Um, it has everything I want to do academically. Um, I mean, see, I've never been to Seattle before. I was, I've never really been to the West Coast as much. So, I mean, like, you know, being in an entirely new environment, it, 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 it was very appealing to me at the time. Uh-huh. Brand new team. 
I also, at the time, I heard a f- uh, few other JUCO guys, you know, you, Nate. Exactly, um, exactly. My guys, they were like, yo, you know, we, we, we got three JUCO guys coming. So, you know, we, we now I thought that was cool because, you know, if you're, if you went JUCO, it's, it's like a community, you know, like. A, For sure. If you're, if you go through JUCO, you know how tough it is to go through JUCO. So that, I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, other JUCO guys are going to be there. And that's, that's definitely something that like. You know, they can relate. We can all relate to each other. And it, it just seems like a really great opportunity. Uh-huh. I spoke with Coach Hayford a little bit. And for I'm not going to lie, for the first time it, uh, we spoke, it was a little strange because he's like, he called me in like the airport. And so he was like running around in the airport. And I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it was a very like personal meeting between us. It was, it was very like, Oh, you know, let me call, like, let me call him just because, you know, the staff's recruiting him. So it was, it was a little different, but I didn't really know anything of it at the time. You know, I was just like, okay, you know, he's a busy guy. Head coaches are always busy. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, you know, I spoke with my family and and I decided, okay, you know, this is, this is definitely, this is where I want to go. I want to take a leap of faith and and Seattle, you just seemed like this, this spot for me. And, you know, I was excited to go. So, Uh um, you know, when I got to campus, um, you know, I think it was definitely an adjustment from Juco. Um, but I mean, nothing I couldn't handle. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, working out was tough in the summer, but like, you know, again, we were all going through it. And exactly. the relationship with the coaches, it, I mean, it started off, you know, very, very good. I mean, we, we didn't have any issues. <clears throat> Everybody's doing exactly like, you know, as long as, you know, guys were taking care of their business and things like that, you know, there wasn't any real, real problems or anything like that. Um, exactly. So, I mean, at first, you know, and preseason, you know, and, and as you know, like preseason isn't really like a super stressful time. It's more just like getting your body right. Yeah. Like it, it isn't really much of like a, okay, like a structural, like it's more like, hey, like we're working out. It's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it wasn't like a stressful time, you know. Was um playing in a pandemic season, was that any, was that stressful at all? Did that affect you at all? Just knowing no fans or your fans? or friends, family, nobody could be at the games and everything just closed off. You got to get tested three, four times a week. Does that affect you anyway? Or you was just more happy? Like, okay, I'm still getting just a hoop. You know, I want to go out and hoop. How did, how did you feel on yeah, that? A little bit of both because I mean, obviously like regardless, I'm, I want to hoop regardless, like whether there's fans or not. But yeah. I, as you know, like with people in the stands and like that definitely affects like the environment, you know, like you want to play with, with people in the crowd, like you want to be able to engage. So that, that was definitely different, you know, like going into exactly. like going into Cal Berkeley and there being zero people in the stands was so strange. It was just exactly. like, it almost felt like practice a lot of the time, like a, a yep. scrimmage or like between, you know what I'm saying? It didn't feel like a game a lot of the time, which was, which was weird. But, you know, now that I'm playing in a play at a place where like, you know, fans are back in, in the stands and you can feel the energy. It's, it's definitely like a lot different. Exactly. You know, traveling, traveling was very different in the pandemic. And I mean, the te- like we were testing before practices and stuff like that. It was, it was definitely like a lot you know, just uh-huh. just to practice and, and hoop and stuff like that. So again, like it was it was pretty stressful. Exactly. So early on, I mean, it sounds like everything was kind of cool. Can you talk about when did you and 
Hayford kind of like bump heads and he started to do some certain things that, you know, you just was really feeling he wasn't, he wasn't standing for that. Can you yeah. break down a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, um, we had our Vegas trip uh-huh. and, um, you know, before the Vegas trip, I mean, everything was pretty cool. Uh-huh. <clears throat> our Vegas trip, there was a miscommunication about like, you know, uh, about my age. So like uh-huh. he, he was like, Hey, if you're over the age of 21, you got like everybody who's over the, who's, stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. I remember you guys, are, that. You guys mm-hmm. are good to go to, you guys are good for the night. You guys can do whatever you like. Just be safe. If you're under the age of 21, like you have to go to the donor's house and like, uh-huh. and so I remember I stood up, I was right in front of him. A few of us stood up and yep. was like, all right, guys, you, you guys are all good. So after yep. the night went on, he he contacted me and he said, "Hey, like you know, why are you not in the lobby?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, coach, you know, I'm 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 over the age of 21, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm with uh, a few of my other teammates who are who are over the age of 21, and um, yep. because he didn't, he was like, well, I didn't know that, and and because I didn't know that, like you have to come, and I just didn't think that was fair because I said, hey, like if you wanted everyone to come, like I would have no problem coming, but you." specifically say, stated like if we're over the age of 21 we're, we're good to do what, whatever we like for the night exactly it's almost like he singled me out because he didn't un, like he he didn't know what my age was after I, you know what i'm saying after i yeah so it was it was frustrating and him and i we we discussed it and you know i was extremely upset because you know i went to the assistants and you know he hung up on me during the phone call which i thought was super unprofessional yeah, you know when I when I talked to the to the assistants, I was just like, you know, why does it feel like I'm being singled out when you know there's other guys like he still expected me to go, yeah. and there's other guys who are 21 who yeah, he didn't care about. So I was just like, I feel like I'm being singled out, and you know after talking to the assistants, they were like, look, don't worry about it, you're good, we understand, yeah. we'll talk with them, and I mean that's that that situation started the the ruffle effect. That's, yeah, 100%. Me and Coach Hayford. And I mean, um, there was other incidents throughout the year where I thought were were extremely inappropriate. Like, you know, I have yeah. long, I have longer hair. And, um, you know, one time I came to practice with my hair twisted and I put it up in a, a ponytail, like above uh-huh. my head. And he pulled me aside during practice and said, you know, your hair is distracting to the program. And I, was just, you know, I was like, you know, as a as a black man, you know, I, I just felt very offended because I'm like, what does my hair have to do with it? You know, as long as exactly. I'm, as long as I'm contributing, I'm not doing anything negative. What does my exactly. hair have to do with anything that the program, you know, how's that a distraction? And to the side note on that, because I, I did see that and I'm pretty sure my hair was twisted at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, it, so, was, it was just it was it was, yeah. it was it was crazy. And I mean, I, I remember you know, talking with my parents, I mean, that was, that in itself, like, you know, dealing with Coach Hayford specifically was extremely stressful throughout the year because yeah. I'm someone who, you know, I enjoy going to practice and I enjoy exactly. working out and it, it sort of became like a, a chore. And Yeah, that, I was just about to ask you that. So it got to a point where you was you wasn't looking forward to going to press every day. He was like, "Damn, like you know, no, I gotta I mean, go. I gotta do this again with him." Yeah, and I mean, you yeah. live with me, so like you know, yep. I talk to you guys about everything. I was just like, I, I remember, like, 
I cannot wait until practice is over so I can enjoy the rest of my day. And it's exactly. like, I should exactly. never, like, basketball is something I look forward to. Exactly. You know, even now where I'm at here, you know, I look forward to practice. I look forward to competing. I look forward to, to working out. And it's just like, I, I miss that feeling. And that, you know, I missed that feeling all of last year because I was just like, oh my goodness. Like I, today I have to deal with, you know, whether I got to deal with some inappropriate remark that's going to be made at practice. Or if I got to uh-huh. deal with him, you know, pointing me out for something that's, you know, it, it was just, it was crazy. And I, I just was like, yeah. you know, I was over it, you know? And so, do you think, so I know this affected your mental health. Did it affect your basketball game too as well? I'm, in my opinion, well, probably, it definitely did. It was going to be, right? A hundred percent. Like I remember, um, you know, there was a point in time, like I came into the season shooting 40% from the three point line. Like I'm, I was exactly. recruited as, as a shooter. Yeah. And there was a point I had a, a, a nagging shoulder injury that I was dealing with in the summer. But mm-hmm. it was better. Yeah. I remember, you know, there was a point in time where he, he was just like, Angelo, you just cannot shoot. And that, that affected me. Like I, I, I truly believe that I was like, wow, I, I'm just, I was in a, a shooting slump and I, I was struggling to get out of it because mm-hmm. he, was, he, he kept like telling me like, Angela, you cannot shoot mm-hmm. for someone mm-hmm. who has been, you know, an excellent shooter all of my life. I could not, mm-hmm. I could not get out of that slump. And I noticed that once the season was over and I, I put my like, you know, I, I I told the staff that I was transferring, I remember yeah. like a huge weight being lifted off my my shoulders, like, wow, like, you know, I, I got I, I started gaining my confidence back. You know, I started exactly. I started feeling a lot better physically. And I was just like, wow, like like the mental part of the game is so important. And I, exactly. it took all of last year to really realize like how much of an impact that had on my 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 physical game in itself. You while know, you was at while you were um, at SU, did you feel like you had to hold it in by yourself? I know you came to us and we talked about it a little bit, but was there any other outlets you felt like you can go to and talk about that? You know that problem because holding it inside by yourself wasn't going to help nobody, but you probably didn't feel like you had anywhere to go to. So. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah just talk so, on that. I, I mean, I did talk to you guys. Um, uh-huh. Actually, um, I did go. I did reach out to uh, mental health um, for for counseling sessions. Uh-huh. And the way Seattle uh, University has it set up is they they give you like three. I think they only mandate um, three counseling sessions. Um, for for students so like you know like that's what they do for for uh for seattle so i I did go to the the counseling sessions like through through zoom Uh i mean it was it was it was a good outlet but i i feel like it wasn't really enough for me like it wasn't a consistent thing like i only got to go three times yeah. Um, it was something I did, you know, by myself. So it wasn't like, you know, the coaches were telling me, hey, like, you know, any of the assistants were like, hey, like, if you're dealing with mental health, like, we can, here's other outlets. Like, it wasn't, it was something I had to seek out, you know, by uh-huh. myself, you know, and, um, you know, it helped a little bit, but I wish there was more of, more of opportunities for, for athletes who are dealing with that kind of stuff to, for an outlet for help. So I wish there was exactly. a lot of that, so. No, definitely. Um, do you feel that 
um, your relationship with the assistant coaches was a lot better, but do you feel like you couldn't really, I want to say not trust them, but go to them just because of who they were, you know, their boss? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, huh? Like, you know, at the end of the day, as much as, um, as much as, you know, as an assistant, as you want to help a kid, you know, your job, like you have to think about your family. You have to think about, you know, they have a job to do. And I mean, Coach Hayford sort of, you know, enables an environment where, you know, guys don't want to talk to the assistants because if they feel like, okay, like, you know, the assistants have to report back to Coach Hayford. I mean, I remember one incident last year where, you know, I confided in one of my assistant coaches and Uh Coach Hayford, the next practice brought that up publicly in front Mm. of the entire team. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was like, I was so upset. Because I, I could, I, you know, I, I thought I could. I you thought that was a personal space. Yeah, I thought it was a safe yeah. space for me to, to to express how I feel as an athlete. And, you know, I got exploited the next practice in, in front yeah. of everyone. And it was like, you know, I was extremely upset. And, you know, it, and and it was just a, a, a bunch of things that continued to stack up that, that you know, just led to a really stressful time for my basketball career at Seattle. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was different. It was, it was for sure different. And then talk a little bit about your relationship with your, uh, your coaches now. Oh, it is, it is a complete 180. I mean, I have, um, I'm at, I'm at Hutchinson community college. Um, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm back here at June <clears throat> for, my, for my, for my sophomore <clears throat> year. And, um, you know, part of why I decided to come here was because obviously, like, they're one of the best JUCOs in the country in regards to you know getting guys to you know uh, great schools all around the country. But also, uh-huh. I mean, the staff is 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 extremely supportive. I mean, I have you know the relationship I have with my coaches. I'm all about communication. I'm all about you know. Um, I'm all about building with my coaches. And I mean, they have like, you know, the coaches I have now are, are, are fantastic. I mean, they continue, they check in every day, you know, they're in constant contact about just recruitment, um, you know, improvement on what to do on the court, you know, individual film sessions, just to tweak stuff. I mean, they are, they are an extremely um, supportive staff here. And I mean, I couldn't have asked for a, a better situation in regards to, um, you know, the coaches I have. And, and, you know, I hope that, you know, at my next school, I have that same foundation where, you know, I can talk to my coaches about anything. If I'm struggling, it's nothing like they don't, they don't provide any negative. There's nothing negative. If I'm struggling, they're very positive. They're positively reinforced. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a great environment to be in right now. So exactly. And then another question I got for you is, do you think college basketball players are transferring schools mostly for basketball reasons? Or do you think it's because of their relationship with their coaches and, you know, their mental health may be at a low and you just need a a change of scenery, just, you know, a new environment to just change things around and, you know, get you back on track, you know, mental and body, everything. Yeah. I I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I mean, for me, um, I love the, the crazy thing is, and, and people ask me all the time, like, oh, how did you like Seattle? Like, I loved it. 
I mean, uh-huh. I, met, I met like some of my best friends. Like, I mean, you guys, like you, exactly. My, my old teammates are some of my best friends, and it's like exactly we. Enjoy, I genuinely enjoyed everything about Seattle except the basketball portion of it. And I mean, uh-huh. my the, the the only reason why I transferred was because of my of my coach. Exactly. I know a bunch of my friends who, um, you know, are in different situations. Like a lot of them, they transferred because of their coach and they could not deal with the day to day in regards to the, you know, how, how they were being treated. And then I have other friends who were like, Hey, you know, I just, I genuinely just didn't enjoy the place I was at. So uh-huh, I did uh-huh. a different scenery, but you know, for me, I, I, tr- I loved Seattle and I mean, you know, I I, t- I, t- I tell you guys all the time. Like, as soon as my season's over, I'm coming back to exactly you, my guys. I mean, because I I loved it, but the I mean, I could not like I couldn't deal with the the you know me and my coach. We just could not get on the same page, and and that was the the biggest like that's what's so unfortunate about it. Because I mean, I loved it. I loved it a lot. Uh-huh. And then, what would your advice be to like the younger guys coming up? And high school, you know, junior seniors about to make that next step to college. And if they're fortunate enough to play college basketball, what would you your advice be for them when they're coming to picking a school and like dealing with coaches? What would you what would you say for that? Um, for sure to do your homework and, and take your uh-huh. time. You know, like mm-hmm. I I wish if I can go back in time and, and, and go through my recruiting and, and thankfully I have another opportunity to do that because I'm here at JUCO. So I'm, I, you know, I'm taking a, a totally different approach. Uh, I would take your time. You know, I want to do extensive homework on, on where you're going to be at, if you're going to enjoy it socially. Um, and obviously, you know, you're going to be under that coach for the next three to four years, four years. I mean, so you want to make sure that who your, who your boss is, is like you enjoy being around it. Cause it's not just like, he's not just your coach. He's someone you're going to be around all day. He will affect basketball, you know, and you know, athlete, when you're a student athlete, you're, you spend more time on the court than you do anywhere else. So exactly. You're in a facility almost all day. Exactly. You want to be able to enjoy that environment while you're there and and that's my biggest thing and i mean i've told some of my 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 young boys who are in high school who are just like who are dealing with the recruitment make sure that you are are doing extensive research on where you're going to be at because you don't want to transfer like that's not the goal you don't want to exactly jumping around like you want to be at one spot and 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 build from there you know and and that's my biggest thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I have another opportunity at that and, and you know, I'm excited about it, but that's definitely my, my biggest uh, piece of advice. Okay. I appreciate that. And then, you know, lastly is just, what would you, any advice for uh, ways to keep your mental health, you know, as strong as it can be? I know you, you went to, uh, you just talked about how you had to go for some outside sources. You know, you went, through the school and got it done. But like, is there any other um, advice you can do for that? Cause I know it's a lot of people who, who hold stuff inside and you know, that's what we don't want no more. If it's stuff bothering you, you know, and it's affecting you mentally speak out, get some help and uh, you know, talk to people who can, who can help you with those things. So you got any advice for those people who just kind of holding them by themselves? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think you definitely, I mean, if you can through the school or through, 
through the coaching staff, really, I think, I think, um, I think schools should, I think school staffs like should provide a better outlet for students um, who are dealing with mental health. I feel like, cause you, I mean, you're around your staff all the time. So I feel like they should provide resources so that student, that their, that their athletes can, can go to and, and um, seek help for their mental health, but definitely finding someone that you can, that you can talk to, you know, like I, I know what it feels like to, to hold it all in and, and wait it out. And, and by that time, I mean, you've allowed so much negativity to build up that like, you know, you become so disinterested and, and that's not what you want to do. You want to be able to have an outlet to, to speak with someone and to, um, you know, let all of that out and, and try to find, um, you know, solutions. So my, exactly. my my biggest advice is is definitely to try to find an outlet, whether that's through the school, through the basketball staff, or, or through you know close friends. Like I you know I was fortunate enough where I was able to talk to you guys all the time, and you know what I'm saying exactly. And there were exactly. times where I was upset that you guys told me you guys gave me advice on how I should how I should react or how I should respond. So I mean exactly finding a group or finding finding people who are a good supporting supporting cast. Is, is really important in regards to your mental health because basketball is a long it's the longest season in sports like you exactly. are you are in season from summertime all the way through spring and it's it's, it's exactly definitely man. you know it's it there's gonna be rough patches it's inevitable so I mean having a supporting supporting cast is is extremely important yeah. well man everything was well said I appreciate you coming on here man and just talking to the people, just telling your story, a little bit about your story. And, um, yeah, man, this is great. So we're going to get this out. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me, man. You my guy. You my guy. My dog, man. It's love, man. Love, bro.